they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and SoundCloud. If you'd like to send me an email, please send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. If you would like to follow me on all social media that includes Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, you can follow me at mbills314. Now, this episode is part two of the gifts of the spirit and or spiritual gifts. The first part was more of an introduction. We dealt with 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and we went into the different types of spiritual gifts. For example, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, gifts of healing, working of miracles. We dealt with all of those pretty, pretty extensively. Um, but today I want to get into part two and we just want to keep building and building and building. Uh, I've been hearing you guys feedback and I am understanding that a lot of people who listen to the show enjoy the episodic series that I've done. I only done one in the past and that was one on prayer and that got a really great response. So um, this particular, so I kind of want to do as God leads me to do different series on different subjects. So once again, this is Gifts of the Spirit Part 2 and our spiritual gifts and uh, we're going to jump right into it. Um, make sure that if you are a continuous listener of this podcast, leave a comment on Apple, whatever platform that you listen to this podcast on, leave me a review, leave me a comment and let me know. I want to hear back from you. If you can go with me to Romans chapter 11, we're going to jump and start right there. Romans 11. Let's look at verse 29. It says for God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. For God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. I believe the King James Version says that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Now, I am reading out of the New Living Translation version of the Bible. You may be reading out of another translation or maybe the traditional King James, but it's all good because we still going to end up in the same place. One thing about the gifts of God, and I know we're dealing about and I know we're talking about spiritual gifts, but one thing about any gift that God gives us in general, he's not going to take it back. So I know we like to use the scripture out of Job that people use out of context, which is the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But I'm here to tell you that God is not giving us stuff and taking it back because he's sovereign. He already knows that if he knows if we can handle it or we can't. So why would he give us something and then say, nah, they can't handle it. Let me take it back. No, if he gives it to us, then we are to seek him for the wisdom, knowledge and understanding to to operate and use his gift as he intends us to use it. Now, there are a lot of people who got because we all have gifts. That's really what I want to say. Everyone that's listening that's under the sound of my voice. You have a gift from God. And as we read last week, your gift in your eyes may not be as glamorous as other gifts, but all gifts aren't necessarily glamorous. It's because you see someone with a microphone in their hand or they're standing behind the glass or they're doing this extravagant thing. Doesn't mean that that makes your gift any less important because we read last week in First Corinthians chapter 12 that we all need each other to function properly. 
But one thing about God's gift is that although he does not, he, although he doesn't take his gift back, if we misuse his gift and misappropriate his gift, he's still not going to he's still not going to take it back. Now, there are consequences for us not following through or doing what we're supposed to do with the gift, but he's not going to take the gift back. You understand what I'm saying? So if you see people that's doing things, you may be like, yo, they, they kind of a little off a little bit. Like, why is God allowing them to, you know, operate like that while they're doing things over here? Well, it's because it's a gift. He can't take it away. Now, the gift can be tainted. You know, your integrity is in question. So it can cause people not to want to receive your gift. But the gift in itself, I mean, that's what he called you to. That's what he called you to. He just expects for us to get before him, to get instructions on how to fully carry out the gift that he's given us. Well, if you know, well, we'll get into that. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. So we're going to look at uh, some different gifts, different types of gifts that many people probably didn't even know was a gift. Now, Webster's Dictionary defines a gift, G-I-F-T, as a natural ability or talent. Natural ability or talent. Some synonyms for gift is talent, flair, aptitude, technique, knack, touch, bent, ability, expertise, capacity, you name it, power, faculty, all those things. So with that being said, let's look at Romans chapter 12, verse 6. It says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. So we see that prophecy is a gift. The ability to prophesy is a gift. And he says, speak out as with as much faith as God has given you. Faith meaning, you know, if prophecy ever comes to you, it's just flowing in you and you're to speak out what you hear. You know, you can't, you're not getting in like, okay, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. No, it may it may just come at a at a spontaneous time that you wasn't expecting. So that's why he says open up your mouth and speak out with as much faith as God has given you. The faith meaning that your faith in God's ability to transmit this information in your spirit so you can speak it out. Hallelujah. You understand that? So it's it's trust and confidence in God. Like I remember hearing a pastor give an example that God spoke some things to him and God told him to um God wanted him to speak some things, I believe, to his congregation or to an individual. I don't really remember exactly the scenario. But the thing was, he says, I want you to go and I want you to lay hands on this person. He says, and once I, once you lay hands on them, I'll give you what to say. So that takes faith, right? Because you're calling up someone or you're going to an individual or individuals not knowing what's going to come out of your mouth. You just have a unction or a prompting or a leading from the spirit of God to declare this or say this to this person. And you go to that person, that's faith, that's step one, because you don't have anything to say yet. But God told him, once you lay your hands on them, then I'm going to give you what I want you to say. And once he laid his hands on them, he said it just started flowing out of him. A lot of times prophecy, even though you're the one giving the prophecy, the prophecy, prophecy can be for you as well. All right. So that's prophecy. That's one gift. Verse seven, it says, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. So serving is a gift. You didn't know that, right? 
you thought you thought people who serve was just serving just to serve. Now we all serve in some capacity, but when someone has a gift of serving, when someone has a gift of anything, that means that when they operate in this, it flows almost natural meaning that they can serve all day because it's a gift they don't don't have any issues they don't get irked out they don't get aggravated or irritated they do but they can tolerate it certain things much more than you and i can if we didn't have that gift do you understand what i'm saying so serving serving others whether you know whatever that is whatever capacity whether you're you know assisting someone in this and you run over here to assist this person and you help serving this person and you don't need much it's not like you're serving people for money or hey i'm serving them because they promised me you know uh, 150 dollars no you serve me what without the promise of any financial gain or anything because that's your gift like what i'm doing right now podcasting me communicating the word of god to you me teaching god's word i'm not getting financially paid for this at the moment you understand what i'm saying and i'm not doing it for financial gain now if finances come with this you know via sponsorship and things like that then i receive i'll receive that but my intention in starting this out wasn't to get paid you understand what i'm saying so let's keep going it says, if you are a teacher, teach well. I like how he just says teach well. Like he didn't, he didn't stress it out. Even with serving, like if you're called to serve, serve well. So that means if he's telling us to serve well or teach well, if you have that gift, then that means you can do it wrong. You know, some key words in scripture you got to pay attention to that they aren't just in there just cause. You know, so if he says. If you're serving others, serve them well. Don't serve them wrong or serve them badly. Serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. Okay. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. My wife is a good example of um, the gift of encouragement because she flows in that just effortlessly. Like it's her passion. She loves to encourage women or just encourage people in general. She's an encourager. That's a gift. We all should be encouraging each other, like I said. All these gifts we should all be operating in at some point of our lives. You understand? But when the gift is there, then it's like, it's effortless. So her encouraging people, she can wake up 1.30 in the morning and encourage people. Or looking for someone to encourage or God place someone on her heart to encourage something. Like that's, that's her gift. So it says, if your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. I like how he says that. Be encouraging. If your gift is encouraging others, be that. I like that. Just be that. You don't have to explain to anybody that's who you are. That's your gift. Be that. Let's continue on. It says, if it is giving, give generously. So giving is a gift. Giving what? You say <laughs> giving. You know, giving. Well, if it's giving of your time, giving of your finances, 
giving of your whatever, giving of your life. You're giving. He says, do it generously. I know my pastor mentioned um, not too long ago that someone came to our church because we was looking to purchase a facility, which the facility we're currently in now. But at that time we were, you know, raising money to get into that facility and someone came from out of town to the church. They sat through the service, but they only came to the service to give him a check. I believe the check was like $10,000 or $20,000. It was was a pretty significant number. It was a lot of money, you know. So, but he just came just for that. And I don't know, or he or she, I don't know who they were. And I don't know if they've been back since. But they came just for that reason. They had the gift of giving. See what I'm saying? It's not just money. It's just giving. You're just a giving person. That's a gift. Once again, we should all be operating in these gifts in some capacity. Because we all should be giving. We all should be serving. We all should be encouraging each other. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, some folk just have the gift. You know, these are spiritual gifts. Next one, it says, if God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. Wow. Leadership ability. So leadership is a gift. Leadership isn't because everyone, everyone is not born a leader. Everyone can't lead. You understand what I'm saying? Everyone's not a boss. As we all say, I'm, I'm, I'm a boss. Everybody, everybody just can't be a boss. And that's just the, the fact of the matter. OK, some things are a gift. So leadership is a gift. I remember I was listening to an interview and someone was saying that they have a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge in a lot of areas. They said, but they had to delegate their leadership because they were not a good leader. They were good at, you know, giving the information putting this information on paper or whatever but as far as leading people leadership ability he said that he was not a good leader and that was smart because he recognized he didn't have that gift of leadership and all of us don't now we should all have leadership qualities and different things like that but all of us just aren't going to be just you know everyone wants a new martin luther king or Malcolm X or Mandela or they want they want this this leader, you know, like back in the day, but that was back in the day. And God is calling for something new. So the leadership gift has never died. And God is still raising up leaders this day. And there are a lot of leaders all around you. It's just that we're trying to see leaders in a familiar form. And when you're trying to find a leader, that looks familiar to you you're going to miss it you see what i'm saying because the leader may be unorthodox that maybe may not be like it used to be in the 60s or 70s or 80s but there are leaders all around you ask god to open your eyes you may be one of them you're listening to this you may be the leader that people are waiting for it's time for you to recognize that you have that gift all right leadership ability He says, take the responsibility seriously. So leadership, leading people is very serious. It says, and if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Just so kind, 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 kind. 
like I said, we all should be kind, but some people just have the gift of just being kind all the time. So kind to the fact that you, you know, as we say, are you a pushover? You just feel like you can just run over them. Uh-uh. No, you can't run over this. And if you try to run over them, God gonna deal with you so much, so bad because that gift of kindness, it'll hurt you. Hurt you in the sense of you feel like, oh, they so nice. I'm just gonna just, you know, take advantage of them. You try it. You try it. It ain't gonna work. It's a gift. You ain't gonna hurt them. You ain't gonna knock them off their trail. It's a gift. They flowing in this. They kind. They ain't kind to you because, you know, you so mean that you need some kindness in your life and they just want to show you how kind they are. It's a gift. Don't ever try to take advantage of anybody who operates in any of these gifts. Number one, if nobody had these gifts anyway, you shouldn't be trying to take advantage of nobody, period. But this gift of kindness, I just seen people try to take advantage of people Who's, who's really kind And It doesn't work You understand what I'm saying So That's why I said The gift of kind If you have the gift of kindness Do it gladly Alright Verse 9 It says Don't pretend It says Don't just pretend To love others Really love them Hate what is wrong Hold tightly To what is good Love each other with genuine love and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Verse 13. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. So hospitality isn't just a Southern thing. You know, you heard of Southern hospitality. So it's not just a Southern thing. Hospitality is a God thing. God wants us to be eager. He said, <laughs> the comedian on social, on social media, so doggone eager. Yeah, you got to be eager to practice hospitality. What's the comedian name? I can't think of his name right now. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. But he be talking about you so eager. But anyway, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. But yeah, God wants us to be eager in hospitality. To practice hospitality. So, these are gifts. I'll run over the gifts again. The gifts are prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, giving, leadership, and mercy, and our kindness. So that's what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven gifts. Now that's gifts on top of what we went over last week when we dealt with our last episode when we dealt with 1 Corinthians 12. So these are gifts. And as we say last week, the gifts of the spirit last week are gifts that you can only operate in as the spirit wills. So that is a coin term, biblical term, gifts of the spirit. Excuse me. Gifts of the Spirit. But what we dealt with today in Romans 12, 6 through 8 are gifts as well. But these are gifts that you can just operate in that God has has divinely instilled in you. So because, you know, if you're a leader, you can't lead people. <laughs> but then, you know, you leading people on Monday and then 
you go before the you go before people on Tuesday say, well, y'all, I can't lead y'all today because I ain't got the gift. The gift ain't on me yet today, <laughs> so you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? So that's how you know these gifts are are distinguished from the gifts of the spirit in first Corinthians chapter 12. These are all spiritual gifts. And I, I think I may be confusing y'all a little bit because what we read today are spiritual gifts. First Corinthians 12, I probably need to read, change the title. First Corinthians 12, what we dealt with last week are gifts of the spirit. Okay. So we're really just dealing with in this series, God's gifts that he gives to men. You understand what I'm saying? Some gifts, gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, you can only operate in as God wills you to operate in. But these gifts right here, these spiritual gifts in Romans 12, 6 through 8, these are divinely instilled in you. So leadership, prophecy, serving, teaching, giving, leadership, kindness, those are just in you. Now, prophecy It's a little bit different. And I don't want to confuse you. But, because prophecy, because that's how you can have false prophets and false prophecy. Because you're just getting up saying stuff that God hasn't told you to say. I think it talks about that in the book of Jeremiah. So prophecy, you have to get that from God. So no, you can't just wake up and say, I'm going to prophesy today. Now prophesy really is just foretelling. So I can say, Next year, this time, I'm going to be in a better position financially. I'm going to da 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 da. Now that's I just prophesied that. Now that didn't necessarily come directly from God when I just said that, meaning I wasn't God inspired to say that. That came out of my head, but it's something that I do desire that every year going forward that I do desire to be in a better position financially. You see what I'm saying? So that was prophecy, but we're talking about prophecy that comes directly from God. Hope it ain't confused. <laughs> but listen, God has given us so much, has placed so much in our hands that it's almost impossible for us to fail. Notice I said almost impossible for us to feel. And next episode, we're going to deal with that. I heard a message years ago that Dr. Frederick Casey Price taught, and it was called Failed Proof Living. I never forgot it. Showing us in scripture about how we can live in such a way where God doesn't even want us to fail. We won't even fail. Now, failure, in some people's minds, may be different. See, I look at failure that you only fail if you quit. I don't believe you failed if you're still persevering. Let's look at the word failure. The word failure means lack of success. Another definition says the omission of expected or required action. And the synonyms, the synonyms, synonyms, <laughs> the synonyms for lack of success or for failure, which one definition says lack of success, it says non-fulfillment, abortion, miscarriage, defeat, frustration, collapse, foundering, misfiring, coming to nothing, falling through. But lack of success, the Webster Dictionary says is failure, but even when it has miscarriage as a synonym, if you're continuing to persevere and if you and your spouse continue to believe God 
and wanting this baby to come forth. The baby's coming forth. So maybe you had a miscarriage. That doesn't make you a failure. And it doesn't mean God has failed you. That just means that you have to continue to persevere. The enemy tried to rob you. He's trying to discourage you. So you have to continue to persevere. If you continue not to persevere and you decide, okay, maybe this is just not God's will. And I'm not just talking about miscarriage. I'm talking about anything. Then, yeah, you failed if you quit. And I don't believe God has called any of us to fail in life. Third John says, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. And that does not mean money. <laughs> I know we use that for money a lot. It does not just mean money because you can have a lot of money and not be prospering. Sure, you may be prospering, quote unquote, financially, but if your health is failing, how can you enjoy the money that you or the wealth that you acquired? You know, or if you have a poor soul, you know, you have no sense of self-worth. You have no you don't even believe in God. You don't, you know, believe in the Lord. You believe all this happened by happenstance or whatever. That's not prosperous. That's not prosperity. That's not a life of faithfulness. God is God has called us all to live the lifestyle of a, of the faithful. He wants us all to be faithful. Faithful over our gifts, faithful over the things that he gave us stewardship abilities over. Things that we're responsible for. He's going to help guide us, but we all have to play our part. We can't just put it all on the Lord. We all got to play our part. And that's just what we got to do. But the gifts, these gifts that he's divinely instilled in us, the, one we dealt, the ones we dealt with today, and even the gifts of the spirit that we dealt with in 1 Corinthians 12, they help to assist us and take us to another level so that we won't have to deal with some of the disparity that many of us have dealt with. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please send this to your family and your friends. Make sure you subscribe again on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Send all emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. And also, if you would like for me to deal with a particular topic of discussion from a biblical standpoint, feel free to email that to me and I'll pray about it and do some studying and and we'll get into it all right remember these words from the book of romans chapter 3 verse 4 let god be true and every man be a liar until next time i'm out